Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Work With Purpose, a podcast about the Australian public service. My name's David Pembroke. Thanks for joining me. I begin today's podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Ngunnawal people, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and future, and acknowledge the ongoing contribution they make to the life of our city and this region. Today, we stay close to home as we reflect on IPA's journey over the past five years. From a struggling organisation that operated out of an office on top of a tavern in Belconnen, where people who entered were warned that their first fight was their last drink, to now a professional, respected and critically important institution to the effective operation of the Australian Public Service, not only here in Canberra, but across Australia and throughout the region. My guests today are the soon-to-be ex-CEO of IPA, Drew Baker. I've had the great pleasure to work in partnership with Drew and his team here at IPA over the past four years and have admired his energy, intensity, his rigour and judgement that he's brought to this role of CEO. He has led a transformation of IPA and played a key role in situating the institution at the heart of excellence in the Australian public service. Drew, welcome to Work With Purpose. Thank you, David. His partner in crime in plotting the transformation of IPA from its modest past is Carmel McGregor, one of the great characters of the Australian public service. Now, I will declare an interest. Carmel McGregor is a personal friend of mine, a great storyteller and someone who has made a tremendous contribution, not only to the Australian public service and IPA over many years, but with many state governments as well. Carmel, welcome to Work With Purpose. Thanks, David. My final guest today is the new boss of IPA, Caroline Walsh. Caroline was born and raised in Tasmania and as a young primary school student, she dreamed of being Australia's first female Prime Minister. When she graduated university with a law degree, the attraction of public service was still strong. So she joined the APS and like many of you who work in the APS, she has had an impressive and important career in public service across a number of federal government departments and agency. Caroline had a brief stint in the New South Wales Public Service before returning to Canberra and completing four years at the Australian Public Service Commission. Caroline, welcome to Work With Purpose. Hi, David. Thank you. Drew, let's start with you and let's go back to that five years ago where Carmel McGregor strong-armed you to take on the leadership role at IPA at a Deakin coffee shop. There was the the office above a tavern in Belconnen, um, Andrew Metcalf collecting money from his APS secretary colleagues. Um, it's got all the makings of a Chris Yulman, Steve Lewis, Canberra thriller. You know, when you look back on those days, was it as colourful as it sounds? Oh, David. Uh, look, I, I went into this uh, seeing a platform that I thought could be grown into something wonderful, but I don't think I ever expected it would play out the way it did. Uh, Carmel did indeed strong arm me uh, at the time. Uh, but look, it, it's a place that uh, is never short of a challenge. It's never short of something new to do. It's a place where I've had the chance to meet some incredible people. Uh, but every, every day, every month is a different story. I could never have predicted we'd end up here today. Uh, indeed, sitting in our own studio in the midst of a pandemic recording a podcast. Was it the powerful mission of IPA that, that got you across the line? As to yeah, look, I I think the the piece that always stood out to me is 
uh, the need for somebody to provide a platform to talk about, debate, discuss, promote public service, which it's a very noble cause. Uh, it's something that's been a huge part of my life, both as a public servant and then in other roles since. And uh, IPA just seemed to be uniquely positioned. Uh, and, you know, as a, a smallish not-for-profit entity but governed by mainly senior public servants, uh, it's a platform that I thought, you know, you could, you could trust, that you could work with, uh, and it's just grown organically since then. Um, so, look, I think it always had a lot of potential, but uh, it it's just occupies a unique position in the market. I'm not quite sure it grew organically. I think you were sort of giving a fair, well. bit, of a, <laughs> fair bit of a charge behind it to make it grow. But, Carmel, if I can take you back five years ago, you've been around. And what, what did you see in Drew that you thought he was the right person to, to take it forward? Because... It was not in great condition five years ago. Yeah, I think I probably wouldn't agree it was in bad condition. I think, uh, uh, like Drew's predecessor, had got it onto a good platform as well. It's always had uh, great presidents, you know, who've traditionally been agency heads or secretaries and whatever else. I think the big game changer was when the money started to flow through the secretary's board and... Um, uh, uh, and that was pretty much Terry Moore and sort of leaning on them. And, and, and since then, people wouldn't even quibble about that sort of contribution anymore. But D Drew had been a significant player already in IPA. He'd been on the council and you could see that spark of energy that he, that he had, a very creative mind and just very good business acumen, great connections and all of that. So I... I appreciate the reference to me being strong. Um, him. I think it was <laughs> makes me sound more significant than I was at the time. But um, we just had a chat, and you know, it was sort of, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And uh, that was sort of how it came about. And look, it's just I said to Drew last year, my farewell from the. The council, did you ever think it would get to this? And he said, "No," and I hadn't envisaged it. Um, you know, playing out so successfully either, but yeah, I, th I think something Carmel just said is really important, and that is that there was a great platform there. Uh, you know, it it was an organisation that that existed, was already well regarded, uh, had the financial resources, but it was I think the potential of the platform that was so exciting, mm -hmm. uh, and where you could take it, and I think that's where you know that's where it's been so successful. But it was in a, a reasonable yeah, spot, and you know. I think uh, always great presidents, and I think we. Um, were quite um, opportunistic, like sort of shortly after, I don't know, it was before. The, the National Conference was a big... It was a big shot in the arm for ACT. For Canberra. Yeah. And also then when we saw a few years later, as it usually rotates which division runs it, and I've forgotten someone was not going to pursue it, and so we said, well, we can't let that happen. So we then realised we could keep doing these uh, big events, and that also was a one big attention getter and you you know get great speakers get great sort of uh, acknowledgement in the market and you know public servants were pretty interested uh, but it was a shot in the arm financially too as well so with with that money so once the money starts flowing how did you then start to make decisions as to about where you would invest that money whether it's into education or whether it's in events what yeah. how did you come to, to to develop the program well I'll get Drew to speak as well but I guess um, it was uh, it, it was an event sort of entity, 
but we had also toyed with the issue of professional standards. Now, that's still a sort of an unfinished bit of business, although the, the product was very good as well. And we were probably pitching... We weren't right across the market, and I was sort of talking to Drew today, you know, there's not a part of the APS or the ACT government that couldn't find something for it. And so it was sort of, what are those opportunities? Like the Executive Assistant Series, for example, uh, and then uh, the, uh, the young professionals or the future leaders. These were sort of things that we weren't doing. I must admit, a lot of these were Drew's ideas, um, but uh, I think it was... And then as time's gone on, people... and uh, bodies part, uh, seeking IPA out and wanting to partner as well. So it was uh, certainly good planning. Uh, that's been part of every president's sort of term, wanting to ensure that that, that is continued. Uh, and so I think those sorts of things and the good governance. But the other thing too is it has always been a great council and so there's lots of diversity and, and great ideas around the council. Uh, and I think the, the closer partnership which has occurred, particularly with the Public Service Commission and with you know, the departments, has meant that uh, you, you, you're sort of hearing what's topical and what's of interest and sort of shaping a program uh, around all of those sorts of mm. things. So, Drew, did you see that was the key, that, you know, that listening piece for you was that you were just hearing where the gaps were and thinking to yourself, okay, well, we can play a role there. We can identify a place for IPA yep. to, to deliver that particular um, improvement. Yep, yep, uh, absolutely. And I think I think Carmel's spot on that the, the council, uh, which is our elected governing body that represents the members, uh, you know, is, was a kind of key key piece of that puzzle. But the other was Glenis Beecham, who was our president at the time, Secretary of Industry at the time. Uh, and I think it's fair to say Glenys saw an opportunity as well. And in terms of the bundle of energy, uh, you know, I have to say Glenys is her own bundle of energy and, and, and some of what she brought to the table in terms of helping focus us on some of the priorities that Secretary's Board had recognised, that departments and agencies were concerned about, uh, uh, really gave us, I suppose, uh, maybe an edge would be yeah. one way to put it. But then at the same time, she had a willingness, as did the council, um, to make that investment in both the capability of IPA and be that moving to an office that wasn't above a tavern, uh, acquiring digital capability, building the team. Yeah. Look, there's so many parts to it, but I think it was a, a coming together of the timing, um, Carmel's role, the funding, Glenn is there in a leadership role, a passionate council, and just a great market opportunity. Uh, and I think all of those are coming together, and we're very fortuitous, to be frank, uh, that it worked as well as it did. Yeah, so. I think the other thing too is we deliberately did not go down the sort of classic education path, we, and it's a very contested space in Canberra, and a couple of other jurisdictions have struggled uh, over the years when they've got into that game. So we were quite precise about what we wouldn't and, and you know, not necessarily becoming unhappy unhelpful competitors in a, in a market. That was quite crucial as well. Okay. Caroline, you've been a, a career public servant and obviously involved in IPA over the years. What, are, what have you taken from IPA as your career has developed? Where have the, the benefits of being involved in IPA been for you? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and it really comes down to building those connections for me, hearing um, content from um, other experienced public servants, people reflecting on their own experiences, um, their mistakes sometimes, which can be so insightful, but also those connections of talking to peers um, about some of those issues and sparking different conversations. And in terms of the role now, how, how, how was it that you have now come? I know you and Drew go back away. You were public servants together many years ago. But yes. how were you uh, introduced to this opportunity? Um, so actually via a contact at the Commission who knew that it was coming up. Um, and so I did some internal testing of the idea, reached out to Drew. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where it's funny how the public service, you start working with someone and then careers go in completely different directions and you do different things and then all of a sudden you come back together again and those networks and connections can be so useful. Um, and the coffee I had with Drew was quite instrumental in shaping my decision. Was it a double applying. shot? Uh, double shots, <laughs> absolutely, all the way. <laughs> you always need a double shot to keep up with Drew. <laughs> all right. In terms then of... When you started to think about it and, you know, from that point of opportunity to start to – what did you start to think about what you might may, may bring to the role? What are, what are you hoping to introduce to the role? Yep. So I, I bring that um, public service is in my DNA, that sense of purpose, that sense of giving something back to a community and, and shaping things as we go. So it's not about me and my career. It's about how can I draw on my experiences and my unique perspective on the system and bring that to IPA to help shape for, for other public servants so that they can learn as well. And I guess I also draw on that very APS tradition of stewardship um, I'm, I'm here to drive and support IPA, but it's not mine. It's not my baby. This is here for all public servants. And how then, uh, having got the, the organisation moving, the momentum's good, there's a lot going on, how do you keep it, how, how do you keep the pace up? Well, that's a really good question and I'm feeling a little bit daunted. <laughs> there are big shoes to fill with Drew going. So first of all, it'll be a lot of double shot coffees. <laughs> um, but it's also about tapping into the, there are various bundles of energies out there in across the service. It's really about tapping into their ideas, um, but also really understanding what the service needs. Um, the value that IPA can bring is about reflecting the service back to itself, drawing out the good work, having those um, really robust conversations, talking about the issues and making a space for that to happen. Mm. So, Carmel, from your your position, having seen the journey and still being involved in, in the community of such, where do you see the opportunities for IPA to continue to grow, to, to continue to create value and impact for the APS? Yeah, I think... Um and everyone sort of touched a bit on this, but IPA is unique in that it... I mean, we all want to celebrate and have the great work and contributions of public servants make, acknowledge and recognise. So it, it, it's in that great position of being able to tap into that, shine a light on it uh, and, and grow that um, agenda. I think it's hard to predict where, you know, there's, there's a certain continuity of effort that's, that they should you know, Carol and the team should pursue. But equally, who would have thought that you could adapt so quickly to, say, COVID and be doing this sort of series of things which has been so hugely su successful? Mm. So constantly sort of being on the edge of what's what's breaking, what could be. I think one of the things, and I can say this uh, being outside it, we've often thought um, 
IPA should be a sort of a, uh, an independent voice able to you know, provide critique commentary. And I think we've got a bit of a way to go on that one. That is also contentious, though, because, mm. you know, a lot of people who have, who, you know, uh, sponsor the organisation by way of their, you know, the, the secretaries and whatever else, uh, you know, you don't want to lose their confidence either by sort of putting that at risk. So it's a deft sort of path to weave. Um, I still think one of, you know, a couple of things that the, the ACT, IPA ACT has done under uh, Drew's stewardship and I, uh, some of the, the sort of national events like the um, Prime Minister's Awards and we previously done sort of annual report awards and all that sort of stuff and publications, that those sort of things still, there's parts of the market that are still, well, PM's Awards are a real winner because it brings all of the Australian public service together and an opportunity to uh, learn and grow by understanding each other's experiences and successes. Um, so I think there's, you know, keeping that going and, and the way ACT has always made a punch well above its weight in terms of the national stage and I think we're, you know, we've always felt proud to be able to do so. Mm. And Drew, when you're looking back over the last um, period of time that, that, that you've been in charge, I know it's hard to pick out highlights and hard to pick out innovations that perhaps you were most proudest of, but there are many. Um, could I possibly ask you to choose one? Oh, look, I think um, the highlight for me was when we hosted um, the former PM Turnbull. I think that was a bit of a realisation. We were coming of age when we could pack he the showed great up. hall <laughs> <laughs> with 700 or people and, um, and the PM turned up and uh, we've done that since with Morrison as well. So... I think to me that was a, an indicator that we were, you know, we could do these You'd things. arrived. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, I think, you know, there are many, many other highlights, but I think whole, hosting the um, Secretary Valedictory series, you know, I think is something really important and something quite powerful where we provide a platform for people who have served their lives um, with purpose, uh, you know, and giving them a chance to make their, their concluding remarks I think is a really important piece. And I've certainly, uh, Dunga Lewis springs to mind as one that um, really moved me, uh, listening to Jane Holton, Martin Parkinson, you know, that we've provided that platform, we've been that space. Um, so they're probably the other most memorable moments that I look back on, so. The future leaders I've, I find to be, you know, a, a really powerful program because it is really identifying and giving people a pathway and giving them an opportunity to be involved and to and to strive and 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 to reach and they've been an important part I think of work with purpose where we've had the ver the, the voice of the young. I'd, I'd open it up to all three of you. What about you know that opportunity for future leaders? How does IPA continue to give young and emerging and very positive young people an opportunity to to, to grow into their roles? Caroline, I'll start with you. Yeah, sure. I think it's really important that they are creating their own network together and learning together. I think that's going to set them up for success in the future. Um, Drew and I have been talking about how we can um, sort of grow that cohort, how we can bring them together, but also how we can connect them to their sort of alumni, the people who have been through the program and have continued to move on and bring those learnings back as well, which I think is, is really useful for them to see how it's transformed careers. 
is as well. Mm. And Carmel, from your point of view, did you have that sort of camaraderie and that organised sort of pathway as a young leader when you were making your way through the through, through the younger ranks? Or no, was not it... really, but I guess, um, you know, different experiences, you had to forge your own way. I think that's the, the point uh, Carolyn's made is that you, IPA provides that sort of ready platform uh, and probably in a much more sophisticated way than me just bumbling around making my own networks. But uh, I think it is, it, it's important and people sort of understand what's ahead of them uh, because they do get exposed to... Uh, other leaders and also work on things together, but the importance of those networks and that sort of understanding of the uh, of the pub, of public service and its its role uh, is very is well facilitated by the future leaders program. Mm. Mm. And and from your point of view, Drew, what what would you hope to see from the future leaders program? Oh, uh, just continued continued growth. We had great plans for twenty twenty with the future leaders, uh, and obviously COVID put a dent in that along with many other things. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a hugely enjoyable group to work with. Uh, it's a group with a lot of passion and enthusiasm, but also at a point in their career when they are thirsty uh, for those different experiences, different connections, different networks, and IPA can provide that. So I, um, I just hope we can take it onwards and, and upwards. Uh, as Carolyn said, I think engaging the alumni uh, is important. Uh, but I think continuing to stretch that group and engage them in, in IPA in different ways. So we've talked about the future leaders having a greater voice at our council. They've obviously got a voice in this podcast, but other opportunities to bring a slightly fresher, different perspective to the conversation, I think, is the key. And Carmel, uh, just in conversation with Caroline and, and Drew the other day, we were reflecting on uh, the the desire and, and, and the competitiveness of people to, to serve on the, the IPA Council, that it really, you know, people want to be here, want to be making a contribution. Have you noticed that change that, you know, people are now extremely, you know, ambitious to get onto the Council to make a contribution? Yes, I had noticed that because <laughs> I remember years ago when we it was sort of like the school PNC. You'd have to ring around, get a, drag get a, a few quorum. people in, and, and they wouldn't want to come in case they ended up president and happened to run the, the cake stall or something. But um, so it's really been quite significant. Uh, and you know, all credit to to Drew and the team for make you know it's become such an attractive uh, thing to be part of because people can see that. It's a worthwhile thing to make a contribution to, but no, it's come a long way, and we did have a few maddies there at one point, you know, early on. But uh, uh, it's been a remarkable transformation. Uh, one of the other transformations, and uh, it, it Drew um, alluded to it earlier, that the fact that we are now sitting in the IPA studio that only uh, a few short months ago not only did not exist, but really that that commitment to to digital content was sort of in its very earliest days. And I will tell a, a brief story about Work With Purpose and, and the history of Work With Purpose that I actually had the idea for the program and thought, okay, I think I'm going to make this work and I'll make some phone calls. So before I even made a single phone call, I arrived at my desk and on my phone was a message to ring Drew. And I rang Drew and he said, we've got to do something. And I said, what about? And he says, about we've got to get more digital content. We've got to do this. And I said, look, I've got this idea for a podcast. And within 30 seconds, he said, great, good idea, let's do it. And there were about three or four phone calls and it was off and running and it was done. And I think that 
decision-making and that ability to be able to move quickly, spun it up quickly and within, I think it would have only been a matter of weeks before we mm. launched that first program. About 10 days, I think. Yeah, yeah. 10 days yeah, um, with Catherine Jones and Peter Wolcott yep. and um, we were off and running and it was amazing. And that's sort of an example. Um, there's probably 25 of those that Drew's you know, I've had those early morning phone calls and you know that there's... No, there'll be something fabulous Carmel, to come I've out. I've had an idea. That's right. But it's just so refreshing because it's constantly thinking of where where the next thing can be and, you know, that's really made a huge difference to Whipper. Yeah, and it's been... And and I think also just to, to reflect on Drew's leadership perhaps um, for a moment is that, you know, it's always well thought through, quite direct, um, well organised, but then when things are put in place, they're put in place and... Uh, you know, I think the quality of the events is something that I've noticed certainly over the years since I've been involved is that, you know, it's impeccable. The presentation is um, impeccable. And I know obviously the the team does a lot to do that, but it's a it's, it's a standard setter, isn't it? Caroline, are, yeah, you, are you in the events business, I'm, Caroline? I'm daunted, let me tell you. <laughs> they have big shoes to fill, but also really excited about where this takes us as well because that example of the podcast getting up and running so quickly, I think that's an example of what's happened across the public sector as well. Um, COVID freed a lot of people up to do things that seemed like a good idea but would have been too difficult to do. And the urgency of the response to COVID COVID has freed some things up, which is fantastic. The challenge now is to think about and how can we embed some of that going forward? How can we maintain that momentum? And that's an issue within agencies and departments, but it's also an issue for IPA as well. How can we support that change, that change in mindset and that change in behaviour so that we can continue to move things at pace? Drew? I just wanted to pick up on um, the team. I think it's really important to reflect the, the quality, the pace, uh, and I say that with Sunny, our program director, sitting here watching me as we have this discussion, uh, to reflect on, um, yes, I love to drive things, but this shouldn't be about me. The team is the one that makes this happen. And uh, one of my uh, greatest pieces I hope to leave behind is a really smooth, integrated team with a can-do attitude who can deliver and who, in this whole COVID timeframe, have stepped up to reskill new capabilities, a new world, um, and have done a marvellous job of it. Indeed. Here, here. Job. I would agree with Absolutely. that. Working with them is yeah. an absolute pleasure. Uh, every day, very professional, get things done. And that, Drew, just before we leave the events, is it true that you have a level that oh, you day. take to the events and for the um, for the uh, podium that there is a, that you set a level? It's a spirit level, yeah. A spirit level, <laughs> and it, it's true. It's true. You've got to get it straight. <laughs> <laughs> and it would, I, I, this is some sort of character assassination here, I can tell. But, but you know, when you, you've got uh, these the people that we host and um, it's filmed and photographed and everything else, it's got to be straight. And Sarah, oh. my other friend in the team, is laughing hysterically in the background, trying not to make any noise here. But it's true, we have a spirit level and I have a quite explicit setup. It's great. <laughs> Carmel, have you um, <laughs> observed over the years the, uh, the the spirit level in <laughs> attention to detail, Drew? Is but I, I did want to sort of comment too about uh, the team because that is uh, that's why you shouldn't feel daunted, Carolyn, because Drew's really put so much effort and thought into spotting talent, 
and bringing them on and really it's a, a fantastic team. Um, so very well set up for the future. And so then, Carmel, um, just to reflect your, you know, when you think about it, just in summary about the, this, the, Drew's period, what, what would you like to say in summary of, of, of what has happened in, in this past period? Well, I think it is that we, it's been a remarkable contribution and far exceeded ex- my expectations and I think uh, Drew's own expectations. So a, a lot of that all comes down to this sort of bundle of skills that Drew brings uh, and his ability to sort of forge those relationships, be uh, ever alert to emerging possibilities or even if there's not a possibility, just make one. Um, so I think uh, he should be so proud of uh, what a time he's, you know, his time here and how valuable it's become as an asset to the Australian public service and ACT public service, but also nationally, because the other thing is you know, IPA now supports the national, um, uh, insta, what do we call it, Nas- IPA national, and uh, as a secretariat for that. So, um, you know, there's so many things you should be proud of, but in, in totality, it's been just an extraordinary contribution and wonderful set of assets. Can I just say, it's a pretty cool job. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. You know, it's a really, really rewarding, enjoyable job. So thank you, Carmel, for the kind words. Um, but it really is a great role. Um, we will give you the final word, oh, but okay. I'll just come to, um, to to Caroline. As you as you reflect on those those past years, um, what would you say in summary of, of that period of, of IPA under, under Drew's oh, leadership? Oh, it's been an amazing um, growth period. Um, and Drew should be really proud of what he's achieved with the team, um, but his leadership has been really important to that. Um, and I think he has set IPA up for um, future successes. The sort of behind-the-scenes work on governance and things that he's done has really set this place up to go forward, which is fantastic. It's an amazing legacy. And you're ready? Absolutely. (laughs) It's been the best handover I've ever had in any role, the most thorough handover. So, yes, I'm ready. Has he handed over the spirit level? (laughs) No, I'm hoping that'll be in my pack soon. (laughs) That's on his last day. (laughs) And, Drew, um, a final word from you uh, in summary um, to to reflect to to the public service? Uh, I've got a few words. Uh, so the first would be, um, you know, to all the listeners out there, but also all the people out there who are speakers, uh, just to recognise what a thirst and appetite there is to hear from you. Uh, you know, IPA has been successful because there is a desire to to hear from our leaders, our leadership, our um, you know people doing good work across the public service. Um, the second piece is just simply, you know, we talk. This is called work with purpose, and we talk about purpose, but. IPA is a great example of an organisation with tremendous purpose, uh, which means it's an absolute pleasure to come to work every day. Um, And the third thing is just to reflect um, and me to say thanks for, you know, the fantastic relationships I've built with um, the council, um, all of our committees, the presidents, be it um, Glennis I mentioned already, Francis Adamson, Gordon DeBrower and now Stephen Kennedy, some incredible people to work with. Um, you know, and the, the kind of collegiate and collaborative approach uh, that IPA enjoys with, with all of them. Um, so it's been quite a journey. Where to from here for you? I'm, I'm off to consulting world. So for those that don't know, prior to uh, IPA, I was a consultant for seven, eight years. I was a public servant for 12 years before that. Uh, but consulting is a place where you get to work across the system 
you get to do some great work. Uh, I've found myself to be someone who works really well with the APS, uh, which is, of course, what I've been doing with IPAS. So uh, I'm off to KPMG. Uh, so I start as a partner in their people and change business. Uh, got a week and a half off. Uh, which I intend to really enjoy. Uh, yeah, I bet he runs I... a marathon or two in that week. <laughs> <and I'm laughs> uh, yeah, so, so look back to consulting, but 100% FedGov aligned. So it continues for me what it always has been, which is working with a public service to, you know, kind of deliver, achieve outcomes. So looking forward to it. And not too far from IPA, you'll be a, a member immediately, obviously, and making uh, a contribution. I'm a member, of course. In, a, in, a, in another way, though, a contribution yeah, look, in another I, way? Um, I'm a firm believer in, um, in giving Carolyn the space and not standing behind her looking over her shoulder. So I won't be, um, you know, won't be there in that capacity, but I certainly look forward to um, supporting IPA in any way I can, uh, coming along to a couple of, you know, key events in the future. Uh, but I just wish Carolyn all the best and look forward to IPA's continued success. I've put five and a half years into this and I believe very deeply and passionately in it. So I uh, wish her all the best to continue that moving forward. Excellent. And uh, could I just say on behalf of those of us who have had the, the pleasure of partnering and working with you over the last five and a half years, uh, it's been a pleasure because uh, there's nothing like certainty. There's no, nothing like direct. You can have those conversations. You can have difficult conversations and you, you're always up to having those conversations and, and leaving people in no doubt as to where you are, which is a, a great way of getting results. So um, thank you. And I know I speak on behalf of quite a few people who have uh, worked with you and had the pleasure of working with you that it's, um, it's, it's great. You're a great person to work with and congratulations on your five and a half years and, and congratulations and, and best of luck with your new career. Thank you. Work With Purpose is part of the GovComs podcast network. And if you are interested in discussions with experts from all over the world about the latest in government communication, just type GovComs into your favourite podcast player and it will come up. Uh, Content Group will be hosting in partnership with the OECD and the European Commission, the world's first virtual global conference on government communication on November the 17th. So please type GovComs Festival into your favourite search engine and that will come up. We are interested in hearing from people in the public service who would like to share a case study or host a discussion or a workshop or a debate. So please let us know. For Work With Purpose, please please, um, if you would like to leave a rating or review for the program, do that because it does help us to be found. And if you do see the promotion for the program on social media, please share it and pass it along. Thanks again to IPA and the team and to the APSC, the Public Service Commission, for their ongoing support. The program would not happen without their support and indeed, my thanks to the content group team who put in their best effort every week to make sure that we get the program to air. So that's it for now. We'll be back at the same time next week with another program, but for the moment, it's bye for now. Work With Purpose is a production of Content Group in partnership with the Institute of Public Administration Australia and with the support of the Australian Public Service Commission. 